It is Wednesday, April 19th, 2023. This is another edition of Baseball Today presented to you by MLB Nine Innings. That is my man, Trevor Plouffe. I am Chris Rose. Producer Dan is along for the ride as well. We are going to be seeing each other this weekend up in beautiful Jersey City, New Jersey for another edition of Crits Ball. And apparently we should be inviting Nick Ahmed from the Diamondbacks mm -hmm. because that dude knows how to play some cricket, huh? That was incredible. I think we have the video coming up here. I mean, I would swing and miss at this pitch every single time. I I wouldn't swing at it, actually. I'd hope. That's crazy. It's incredible. Dude. It really is incredible. It's, I mean, obviously, Vlad, mm -hmm. the Hall of Famer, the Hall of Fame version of Vlad Guerrero, is the one who kind of wowed us with this, like, I don't know, every couple seasons. But, man, to get that much bat on a ball like that, impressive, Nick. You see it in, like, youth baseball because these kids are just, like, they don't know the strike zone yet, <laughs> so they're swinging at everything, especially when their coach is like, hey, freaking swing the bat. Um, but to see it at the big league level, and he got a double out of that too, which is awesome. By the way, today's episode is sponsored by MLB Nine Innings. has a wide variety of game modes from league mode, where users play through an entire season to live play-by-play. -play. They have over 2,000 player cards to collect and use in your dream roster. In fact, they have the most up-to-date rosters, logos, ballparks, unis, and they're introducing brand-new historic Hall of Fame players as well, like Larry Walker, Walter Johnson, Hank Aaron, Michael Jack Schmidt, Trevor Hoffman, so download and play MLB nine innings 23 today with the link in the description. And oh, by the way, don't forget by Thursday night, you have to get in your MLB nine innings question of the week. If we use your question, you will became became you will become not the not the past tense, the present tense. You will become okay. rich, famous, and you'll get some baseball today swag. So there you go. Get in a good true? question. Uh, I think one of those things is true. Yeah, one of those things is true. One of those, one things, of is those things is true. <laughs> you know what else is true? Clayton Kershaw continues to build on his future Hall of Fame resume. Didn't even know he was going for win number 200 last night until like during the game. And then he goes seven shutty. I think he allowed three hits, struck out nine, no walks. Ended up uh, shutting out the New York Mets five to nothing in that game. And, and Kershaw, he just says it's a team effort looking back on all the the different groups of guys that i've gotten to play with over the years and um you know maybe it hasn't ended the way we wanted to in the postseason but ultimately um winning all those games with that groups uh with those groups is special and uh i think this one's going to be the same i think it's going to be really special and i think uh uh it was really the guys uh had a toast for me in the locker room which was which was really cool and people even said some stuff that made me uncomfortable which was great and uh being able to celebrate with your teammates different accomplishments is really, really special. First of all, I love it when he wears sleeveless because now I don't mm. feel nearly as bad about myself, huh? I think he goes sleeveless and crop top, and which I, I yeah. super dig. Reese Hoskins used to do the crop uh, when I was in Philly, and I was like, dude, like I commend you. Uh, and I started doing it too. Yeah. I mean, for a pro athlete, if you've never stood next to him, first of all, he is a giant. He's a large, yes. large man. But he's always made fun of his arms. I mean, ever since I've known him, he used to come on – you know, intentional talk and make fun of his little flabby arms flabby comparatively speaking <laughs> yeah relax a little but, bit bro <laughs> we're not here to talk about that we are here to talk about 200 wins 
And with the diminishing value, I suppose, of the win, does it make this accomplishment and this milestone even more impressive? I'm not so sure how to answer this question. I've been going back and forth. I, I don't think that within clubhouses, wins are a diminished statistic. Now, obviously, there's better you know ways to judge a, a pitcher's performance. I think you can go into a lot of different things that are, are, are better suited for that. I, I enjoy quality starts. I spoke about, I think yesterday in the show, pitchers look at FIP because uh, that's more of like a personal statistic. And, and Kershaw acknowledged, like, this is a team award. Like, I've been on some really good teams, some really good offenses. There's been really good defense played behind me. Uh, I think when you have wins, it's kind of like an accoutrement, if you will. If you just have empty wins and, you know, you don't have the peripherals to back them up, it's not that great. Uh, but if you're 20 and 4, and your ERA plus is up and, or even your ERA is down, like that's when it means something. So I think that uh, for me, we start, we're starting to understand that, you know, 300 wins is probably out of the question for like the forever. I don't think that's ever going to happen again, Uh, but 200 is really, really nice. And Kershaw is just one of those guys. He's been doing it for so long. I say it every single year. Like he signs back with the Dodgers for like 18, 19, $20 million, one year deals. It's crazy that they're getting this type of pitcher at that price. I say it all the time. If you want a little bit of arousal in your life, go check out this guy's baseball reference page. There's so much bold on it. Things might be, you know, you might be feeling something, feeling a different way after you check it out. So shout out Kershaw. I mean, this guy's he's everything you want in a starting pitcher, everything you want as a face of your franchise, a good person, flabby arms and all. I, I love Kirsch. I think he's now 167 strikeouts shy of becoming the 20th member of the 3000 strikeout club. So whenever he gets there, I don't, it would be tough for him to do it. He could do it if he stays entirely healthy this year, which is something that hasn't happened the last few seasons. He's always missed a handful of starts for a back ailment or something else. But if he's able to get there, he's only going to join three other pitchers with at least 200 wins and 3000 strikeouts. Randy Johnson, Steve Carlton, CC Sabathia. It's a damn good list. Now, not, not that he has to make any more lists or anything else, but when we're talking about a finite group of a sport that has been played more than 130 years, pretty impressive. And yes, the, the win has been diminished by a lot of people, whether it's fans of the game or historians or things. And yes, we know that, that that's the way it's gone. You know, it's harder for guys to get wins as starting pitchers. Not allowed to go through the lineup three times for the most part. Even the really good guys sometimes aren't allowed to go through the lineup three times. But it's just something additional. It's like the dessert portion of the Clayton Kershaw party that we're going to throw. You're like, yeah, man, that really finished off an amazing night where the music was great. The main course was awesome. The drinks were free. And then the dessert just finished it off. So that's the way I look at it. Yeah, I mean, look, if you have a guy that goes, I don't know, 7 and 14 with a, a 2-5, or you have a guy go 20 and 4 with a 2-7, I think people look at that and be like, oh, I like that 20 and 4 guy a little bit more right there. It's it's just something, like you said, it's just a little extra cherry on top when you get those victories. And look, it's, those come in different ways. Some pitchers uh, pride themselves on going deep in the games, you know, and giving uh, their team a chance to win. It's not always about them just getting far enough 
to get the win, but like you're putting your team in a position to win. You're saving your bullpen. You're getting, you know, like it, all these things add up. So, you know, as much as the win, like I said, is, isn't the greatest indicator of success for a pitcher. I, I still think it means something. Uh, the Pirates and Cubs, both winners on Tuesday night, both now four games over 500. How long do you need before figuring out if both one or neither can at least stay in the race this year? I think I'm kind of there with the Cubs already. Um, I'll, maybe I'll let you talk about the Pirates. I mean, the Cubs, what they have at the top of the rotation right now with Steele and Stroman is pretty special. We'll see if these guys can keep mm -hmm. it up. It, it seems like they can. I mean, Stroman's been really electric, and Steele kind of under the radar has been doing his thing for you know for quite some time. Uh, you know, we talk about the defense on that team, Cody Bellinger kind of finding some stuff. He had five hits. Like, is, is he going to get back to that offensive? I don't want to call him a juggernaut, but offensive force that he can be. I mean, there's a lot of fun things going on there in Chicago in a division. It's like, you know, it's not, not great. I know that Milwaukee's been playing pretty good, but I think the Cubs can mm -hmm. make a run there. And uh, all they have to do is continue to be themselves. They brought in guys. And I think that was the message was, hey, like we brought you in for a reason. Go do what you do well. Add it all up together. And we're going to have a pretty good team here. And uh, we've seen that through the first couple of weeks of the season. Yeah, I can't say yes on both of these teams yet. I'm not there with the Cubs. I've told you, I told you earlier this week, I told you in spring training, I thought they had a fascinating offseason. We both agreed that at least for Pirates fans, there was something recognizable about the team, not just Kutch coming back to tip his cap on a career. And by the way, he's off to an awesome Great start. But they've got a lineup full of professional baseball players, and you can't, you know, you haven't been able to say that every year in the last few seasons. So that part's nice. The rotation still scares me a little bit. You know, they've got a couple of young guys who are still trying to find their way. They've got some older guys who are one-year deal specials. And then they've got Mitch Keller, whom they think, you know, can be a pretty solid part of this rotation for years to come. Uh, not having O'Neill Cruz for the foreseeable future is a real, that's a kick in the onions. That's yes. a tough one for me. So obviously I'm leaning closer to the Cubs, but I would still need, I think I need at least, eight to 10 weeks to figure out where, what they are. And part of this sure. is that the Cardinals stink so far, dude. They've been, they've been probably the most disappointing team in baseball. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like the, the division isn't scaring the Cubs off right now. It's, it, it's not, I think right. in fact, it's probably giving them a little bit of life you know, seeing kind of where, you know, like the Cardinals have stumbled out the gate. I don't know. I, I, I like this team. I think there's a, like, a lot of fun personality on the mm -hmm. Cubs. I think they have a good mixture. I mean, Stroman, I feel like every player always says, hey, our clubhouse is rocking and rolling. But he had some comments the other day about how, you know, how they're pulling for each other, how tight-knit the clubhouse is. And that's like every single team that has success at the end of the year, one of the things they'll mention is, look, we were all in it together. Uh, we all bought in and we were a tight knit group. They have that going for them. Now, Patrick wisdom, continue to do your thing. Yeah, that's, sure that's a wild card in all this. I, I I've referenced it before, but when you have guys like that, who like, you know, I don't think they were expecting him to lead the league in homers, but when you have a guy kind of outperforming what you projected him to do, I mean, that's how you get these teams going from middle of the pack to playoff contenders.
And by the way, if you want to check out your Cubbies in person, whether at Wrigley Field or somewhere else, I've got the perfect tonic for it. SeatGeek. Mm. In fact, they're sponsoring today's episode. If you don't know what SeatGeek is, it's a ticketing app that makes buying tickets super simple. Uh, more than 28 million downloads make SeatGeek the number one rated ticketing app. So here's what you have to do. Got one of these? It's called a phone. If you don't have one, welcome to 2023. Download the SeatGeek app. It's very, very easy, very simple, because there's more than 70,000 events every single day on SeatGeek. That includes your baseball games, all sporting events, concerts, festivals, oh, so much more. And SeatGeek can help you get the best deal possible. So when you're on the app, I need you to do one thing. You look for the green dot. That means you are getting the best deal possible. They want to help you out. They just don't want to bring you on the app, spend your money, and then throw you on your way. They want you to come back because you say, SeatGeek, help me. Enjoy that game more. So the green dot is good. The red dot is bad. The green mm-hmm. dot is good. The red dot is bad. It and it's every not all bad. It's not all bad, heroes. It's just not as good as the green dot. No, it means bad. I'm okay. telling you. So listen to me and listen to SeatGeek, all right? Also, every ticket is backed by their buyer guarantee, and SeatGeek is the only site that lets you return your tickets ahead of the event with swapping it as well. That's a good deal. And we got you the hookup. Use the code word today once you download the SeatGeek app. You're going to get 20 bucks off your first purchase at SeatGeek. That is $20 off your first purchase promo code today. So click on the link in the description. Off you go. We'll see you at a game in the near future. All right, we continue on, unfortunately, with some injury news to big names around the show. Uh, Giancarlo Stanton, out around six weeks, bad hammy. Cookie Carrasco, another dinged-up Mets starter. He ends up on the injured list with an inflamed elbow. And really bad news for the best team in the American League so far, the Tampa Bay Rays, as Jeffrey Springs, who is off to a phenomenal start, Sounds like we won't see him until later in 2024. He is off to Tommy John surgery. Which of those three injuries is the biggest news for you? I think it's no doubt the Jeffrey Springs uh, injury. It, it stinks because this guy was really, really coming into his own. I mean, through two, uh, three starts, excuse me, 16 innings pitch. He's only given up one earned run, 24 Ks. Like the guy was dominating. He was dominating the league. And we talked about all, you know, preseason and even into the start of the regular season, how good this raise rotation was. It was finally like a five man deep real deal rotation. And then you get Jeffrey to go out, uh, which is very tough. Fortunately for the Rays, the guy they brought up is absolutely filthy. Taj Bradley comes in. Now he started two games, Unreal. 10 and a third innings pitch, uh, only three on runs. He struck out 17 people and he is electric, dude. Like the fastball just absolutely zips out of his hand. He's got good breaking stuff as well. So as much as it stinks to have Springs go on the IL, you bring this dude up to replace him who's kind of just like kept the ball rolling. Uh, we wish Springs all the best in his recovery. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's difficult because, like I said, you, you know, he's a late bloomer, dude. Like, you know, he just started having success at, you know, 29, 30 years old, and then now you have this and it sets you back. I want to tell him. Because you know he's listening to this show. He's watching this show, C-Rosie. We're behind you, man. Put your head down. You'll be back and better in no time. And by the way, good news that he signed that extension during the spring. Yes. I don't know. I think it was right four years, $31 million. A guy who, as you said, was a late bloomer. It's so important for him to get that bag. 
and secure it because you just never know. With that being said, every time the Rays suffer some sort of major pitching injury, and it seems like it happens to them on a yearly basis, I don't know if they're growing another one in the lab or what they do because it's like they don't miss a beat. So even though you look at a guy who's off to a flaming start here and they're not going to have him the rest of the year, I'm not, I don't bet I don't bet against them when it comes to pitching. Like they'll just get another one. They'll, do they have them stored in the back? It see it sure seems like it. I mean, their player development is so good. Their scouting is so good. Like they just it's nuts. I mean, it's how they've been able to sustain success throughout the years without having, right. you know, going out and into free agency and, and doing all these things because they're able to develop and they just keep doing it. And that's why teams are just looking at them being like, we want to do that as well. It's not that easy, though, people. Well, so if you look at their going into spring training, their rotation was going to be Springs, Eflin, Glass now, 60% of it. And right now, none of them are there. Eflin's on the D on the injured list. He's coming off soon, right? Yeah, he is. It sounds like it's not a major issue. And Glass now we expect in the near future, of course, coming back from that oblique, which is why the answer to my question is Giancarlo Stanton. In part because the Yankees have wanted to use him in the outfield a couple times a week. Not only just get him out there, have him feel more a part of the game, but also they got some older guys they need to rest. And if you want G in that lineup every day and you also want judge and you want Rizzo and maybe you want Donaldson, although whatever, but you know what I'm saying? Like teams that as a rest position, they're not going to be able to afford to do that the rest of the year because of the fear of putting Stanton back out there and retweaking that hammy, Right. Yeah, I mean, they came out and said preseason we want to get him like 30 or 40 games. They put a number on the games that he's want they wanted him to play in the outfield. Obviously, yeah, that's that's out the window now. Unless he come make, comes back, has a few good weeks and just demands it, maybe that happens. I I don't know how they're going to approach this, but yeah, they need him in the lineup. Like this this is a team that, you know, wants to slug and hit the ball out of the park. You know, they have some guys doing some different things now, but their team identity is you know, largely tied around those two big old dudes in that lineup. So I agree. I mean, all these things are, are, are big news. The Mets rotation is already banged up enough. Um, you know, cookie going on the aisles is, is no good for them. I wanted to kind of go yeah. back to the Rays. I want to go back to the Rays real quick. There's, mm-hmm. there's potentially, you know, let's just call it next year. Um, Shane McClanahan, Drew Rasmussen, Jeffrey Springs, Taj Bradley, Tyler Glass now. Is that five aces in a rotation? No. Okay. First of all, we can stop that because Springs, if he has surgery right now, wouldn't be available until later. Until in late in the year, I said potentially. Two, they're trade. They're trading somebody. I'm somebody just saying. Is getting traded. Think about I'm, that. And That's I'm like just saying five aces. Not happening. And let's not call Taj Bradley an ace until he throws at least five starts in the show. Have you seen? This I'm a big fan, dude. Yes, pitch, dude. And I'm not saying he doesn't have the potential to get there, but I think let's let's okay. not go. I mean, I'm just I am envisioning, I'm dreaming, and now you're 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 telling me a young kid he can't dream. What kind of, of course, world you can you live in now. Hey, he he could end up being that way. I like to see a little more seasoning. Call me in May. That's all I'm saying. I'm gonna call you in May. Let's 
bookmark this, people. I'm calling C. Rose in May when Taj Bradley still has a – I'll say this. In May, we'll mm-hmm. go old school stat right here. I bet you he still okay. has under a 3.5. Okay, but that's, that's not ace. ace material. It's not? It's not bo- no Low way, threes no. are an ace? What are we talking about? No. no, no, no. This is where people get oh, this wrong. Everybody thinks that every team has an ace. That's not true. Now, some do have the rare exception of having two. But an ace is a guy who stops a team in their tracks. And a th- under a 3-5, first of all, I don't, we don't really talk in those terms anymore in the baseball world. We okay, just don't. What do you want? What do you want? I want a guy who I know. But you know what an ace looks like. You really do. He looks like an ace. That's what I'm trying to say right now. I know it's two starts. He's. I know he's I don't young. Think there, I know by that, the way, I don't think there's 30 aces in baseball. There's not. I, underst- I understand your point there. I'm saying that the Rays have the potential to have an incredible rotation full of guys yes. that could be one starters on any team. There's a difference between an ace and a number one starter. Let me Way see. Day. Let me. I'm. You know what? You got me so mad right now. Oh, I want to go back and look at. You, we're going to do this later on after the show. Let's get through the rest of the questions. I'm going to look up. All right. How many guys were under a three five with uh, with qualified pitchers, starting pitchers last year? Cincinnati Reds are hope hoping that Hunter Green one day turns into the ace of their rotation. They are paying him as such. The 23 year old gets a six year, fifty three million dollar extension that wipes out a couple years of his free agency. How would you describe his career to this point? Full of potential. I think that's the best way to put it. And we have to remember, like, again, how young this guy is. He's 23 years Mm -hmm. old. He also had a few, you know, years of his development knocked off. He had Tommy John surgery, uh, I think 2018 or 19. 2020, the entire minor league system or minor league season was canceled. So you get 2021, right. which he did really well in the minor leagues, and then 2022, he was in the big leagues. So he's taken some lumps in front of people. You know, was he rushed to the big leagues? I mean, probably. Like you want to probably get a few more innings under your belt, you know, learn how you want to attack hitters, maybe get the control uh, dialed in a little bit more. So he's largely been learning in front of us because the Reds just like haven't been a good team and they, you know, needed a guy up there. Uh, so I think, like I said, it's full of potential. We know what his arm looks like, you know, the stuff is electric. He has to hone in, you know, the command probably established, you know, a better third and fourth pitch, you know, at least, at least start to throw them a little bit more to keep guys honest. Uh, but I think the reds are just betting on that potential that I'm talking about. I mean, this guy, if you look at him, you know, that I know the kind of person he is. And I know the reds know what kind of person he is. He wants to be great. And when you have a guy like that, you know, he's going to work, you know, he's going to be coachable. I think they're banking on him, you know, making like huge strides uh, in the years to come. And for him, I think it's a great deal. You get the guaranteed money. You have uh, at most two of your free agent years gone uh, because it's a one year right now. Then the team has a a club option for 21 million uh, that second year of free agency. So I think it's a good deal for both sides. And I think it points to the reds probably like this is the start of, the Reds most likely going and trying to lock up like Lodolo's probably next. We'll see like right. if they try to do it with 
I'm trying to think like India, possibly Tyler Stevenson and guys like that. Mm-hmm. I think this is them pointing to their fan base. Who's been very vocal about them, not putting a competitive team on the field. This is probably the start of them saying, Hey, look, we're going to start locking these guys up and we're going to bank on our minor league system, providing more talent. And then we'll get going. Yeah. They need to, because they are such a distant second in that town behind the Cincinnati Bengals and Joe Burrow. They've got to make, some positive vibes. And I think this is a good step for them and a good step for Hunter green. I originally wanted to ask, has he been, have you been impressed with his run so far as a major leaguer or disappointed? And then I was disappointed in myself for even throwing that on the paper. I didn't like that at all because you're right. He didn't, he had less than 200 innings in the minors because of all of the injuries and then the pandemic. And that's, I was wrong to throw that out there because Very quickly, by midseason, he will have had as many innings in the major leagues in his very brief major league career as he did in the minor leagues. And that's not fair for me to put that out there. Um, He's really interesting. He's upped his Ks per nine. He's lowered his walks per nine. It's still a little bit all over the place. We've talked about him before. It's just a lack of consistency for him. The stuff's Mm -hmm. there. The makeup is all there. Um, So he and Lodolo, Mm -hmm. even though Lodolo got banged around last night, I think that's something that the Reds can build on. Don't look at me that way. He did. He got knocked around the yard. Will you stop that? Freak. I'm a freak. You are a freak. You just calm yourself down. So, uh, and by the way, at 23, there's only two guys, I believe, that were that age that received massive extensions uh, in recent memory. King Felix, Spencer Strider. So he's in good company. It certainly seems like I'm rooting. I have for a question him. for you. Rooting for him. Yeah, go ahead. For you. If they do end up, in fact, locking up Nick Lodolo, he's 25 years old, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, less, well, same service time as Hunter Green, actually. Right. The exact same right. service time. Does he surpass the guaranteed money of Hunter Green? Well, I think if it's the years, I think it's really similar. You know, Lodolo's agency can probably say, hey, listen, he's a little further developed. So you're going to have to pay a little and bit more. And they'll say premium. he's a little older. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because Hunter Green can become a free agent at 29. Yeah, I think it's a good question. Nice. I'll give you a tip of the cap to that after your Yeah, that sounds like Chris Rose's question right there. Uh, the Padres, they honored their 1998 World Series runner-up squad last night, 25th anniversary. The A's did the same with their 1973 World Championship team, a 50-year anniversary over the weekend. If you could have hung out with any World Series participant, whether the champion or the runner-up over the last 50 years, which team are you picking? I didn't really read into the question about the runner-up aspect. So I only went winners in my research here because, you know what, I only want to fucking hang out with the winners anyway, C. Rosie. I just, I take that back. I'd hang out with anybody. I like partying. Uh, for me, this was kind of a no-brainer. There was a few teams I could have went with, but I'm going to go with the 1993 Toronto Blue Jays, baby. Ooh, interesting. Think about this. First of all, Toronto, excellent city. It's so much yeah. fun. I've Every time I've been there, I go to, I think it's Earl's in downtown. I sit there. I have a meal. I feel the vibe of the city all around me. I love it already. But then you look at the roster of that team. I got my boy, Paul Molitor. Me and Molly would have been running all night doing Lord knows what. And you know who would have been at our side? Two guys, John Olerud and freaking my guy, Rick, my locker mate, 
Ricky Henderson, which I didn't even know Ricky Henderson was on this team until I looked it up. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, we would have had a great time. And I think that's a, that's kind of like a no brainer answer for me right now. I thought about maybe like the Mets and stuff like that. And that, those yeah, whole teams, but this Mets. team was going to party. I like it. Yeah, but the 86 Mets, you would have had to hang on for dear life. Cause I'm not yeah, sure. That was, they're a little much for me. I think. Yeah. Although this team, rough. I mean, think about those the, my running mates right there, Ricky and Paul Molitor. Yeah, that's pretty good. I think David Wells was on that team too. Well, I, I got it up right now. I want to see. Uh, yeah, pretty I mean, sure we David have Wells. a lot of people. Go yeah. on, you do yours. Okay. You know what? Oddly enough, I have to pass on the 86 Mets. And I'm going to go with the team that lost to the Blue Jays that year, the Phillies. Oh my God. You talk about it. You went with 93? I did. Whoa. Yeah, because the Phillies were nuts. Nuts. Yeah. I mean, their team, Crucky, Dave Hollins, Lenny Dykstra, Mitch Williams, the late Darren Dalton. They're. Kurt Schilling was on this team. Yeah. Yeah. But. I'm just naming like this. Like, there's a lot of names in this World Series, dude. Oh yeah, it's a it was a great fun series all over the place. So there you go, man. Oh man. Oh man. All right. Um, got anything else? What What else we got? We're back on Thursday. Then you back on Thursday. You and I will be on a bird uh, together. I assume you'll be sitting in first class. I'll be sitting in coach, but we'll still be on the same plane. And right. yeah, we'll enjoy our time in Jersey City, man. Good. Don't forget about uh, Lars Newtbar, latest uh, guest on the Rose Rotation. Heard a lot of good positive feedback about him. Really inspiring, great talker, great stories about the World Baseball Classic. Shohei, you Darvish, Arenado, Goldschmidt, the whole bit. A uh, lot of really good fun stuff. So make sure you check that out. And we are back in action on Thursday for our one-of-a-kind producer, Dan Rohr. Trevor Plouffe. Don't let him lie to you. He sits in first class, too. I am Chris Rose. We will see you Thursday on Baseball Today.